to episode 52 part one of near death dolls i'm Paige, and i'm lisa and we are your hosties with the mosties while talking about ghosties and other quite contrary shit wait are you are you talking about like bloody mary kind of not the one that you're thinking of though <laughs> uh, like mary mary quite contrary how does your garden grow Mm-hmm. with silver ah. bells and cockle shells and pretty, and pretty maids, maids all, all in, a in a row that's right who knows that anymore? <laughs> <laughs> I guess us. Yeah, we I guess do. just us. Okay, well, <laughs> today Paige is not talking about Bloody Mary, but she's going to be talking about the case of Mary Bell, the Tyneside Strangler. <laughs> yup. <laughs> it's going to be great. Oh, good. Paige has forewarned me this is going to be rough. I let you guys know, too. Part one is not as bad as part two. So today, take a breather, whatever. Next week, it's going to be a lot rougher. But what we should really be drinking today, Lisa, is Bloody Marys. Maybe <laughs> next week, we'll both try to dip in and do Bloody Marys. I think I could try that, even though I hate Bloody Marys. Um, I'm willing to give it another try. Oh, you do? I just, I, I don't know. But I bet you, I bet you anything, I bet my husband can make a good one. He's known for making good Bloody Marys. I just never try them. Okay. I mean, if you don't want one, I get it. You, I, you know, I have to make my own because <laughs> I have to make them not spicy. Uh, okay. I'm only going to drink them if they're like killer spicy. Okay. Okay. So, well, yeah, maybe your husband can make you a tasty one and see if mm. you like it. Okay. We'll try it next week. I'll next get myself week. a Bloody Mary mix or something. Sounds good. <laughs> but that's, so that's not what we're drinking today. What are no. you drinking today, Lisa? So I saw on one of my um, favorite YouTubers who has nothing to do with anything true crime. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Her name is Darling Desi, and she does lots of, like, romantic cottage core activities. I don't know. It just, it's a nice difference from true crime. Anyways, she made this, uh, like, Japanese grape soda. Ooh, that sounds tasty. And it's basically you slice grapes really thin and you pour a whole bunch of sugar on it and you mix it up until it becomes nice and syrupy and you put it in a glass with ice. You pour sparkling soda over it and you drink it and it's very, very nice. And I just happened to throw in a whole bunch of vodka too. Okay, good. Because I was like, where's the alcohol part? <laughs> <laughs> Hers did not have alcohol. Mine does. Um, I don't know if this is actually a trend in Japan or a Japanese recipe, really, but um, it's nice. I like more of the candy grape flavor. This is like real fresh grapes, so mm. it's nice. It's very sweet, and uh, I was like, just add booze, and you got to... You got yourself a cocktail. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a fun cocktail and kind of easy to make at least. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's very easy to make and um, probably good if you like your drink sweeter. And I definitely need the sugar right now. I'm very tired. <laughs> ah, that kick you up a notch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm on a sugar high right now, but uh, that's what I have. What about you, Paige? What are you drinking? I'm drinking a pep rally, like uh, from last time. I'm drinking... Um, I thought you were going to say Pepto. Pepto-Bismol. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking a Pepto. <laughs> I'm sure somebody's mixed Pepto-Bismol with an alcohol of some sort, but that I did not. horrific. Yeah, it doesn't sound very good. It's like a preemptive strike against future heartburn. <laughs> Gross. Just a pep rally. That's the drink I made up a couple weeks ago. I don't know which episode I drank it on, but it's peppermint schnapps with 7-Up. Oh, that's right. And you said it was really nice. And I was it like, is. I don't know about that. And you're like, no, Lisa, it is. It is. It's so nice. 
I love it. But I also really, really like minty things. And I know mm-hmm. not everybody does. I just, I guess I still can't imagine it with 7-Up. But I'm just going to have to try it. You should try it. At least it's easy to get and mix. You just need some 7-Up or Sprite or whatever. Mm-hmm. Sierra Mist, whatever you prefer. And some peppermint schnapps. Well, I will have to try that. I hope you do. And I hope you do it on our episode so I can hear your response. <laughs> <laughs> well, remind me for next week. Well, week after next. That way we can have Bloody Mary. And I'll try and remember to... Uh, have your weird drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love you. I love, I love you, so you much. too. No, it's okay. I, I get it. I am a I have a weird taste, but that's why I think I'd like your grape drink a lot because it sounds very sweet. You know, that's what I like. But let's get into the Tyneside Strangler. Bring it on! Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> before you break me down. Yeah, build you up before I break you down. <laughs> All right, Buttercup. Nice. So, Mary Bell. Mary Bell is her name. I I have met a girl whose first name is Mary Bell, one word. Her name, first name Mary, last name Bell. Mary Bell's a cute name. It is. It's a very cute name. As a first name? Yeah, totally. So, Mary Bell, aka the Tyneside Strangler. Just a bit of context. Tyne, T-Y-N-E, is the river that Mary Bell's house is near. So, it's Tyneside, close to the river. That's why she's the Tyneside Strangler. We'll talk about why she's the Strangler. I guess that's kind of (laughs) self-explanatory. She likes to choke a bitch. No, I'm just kidding. She sure does. She really does. We're going to talk about that. My personal nickname for her is Bloody Mary, but she wasn't necessarily called Bloody Mary as her quote-unquote serial killer nickname. It just fits. So Bloody Mary is about to take us to hell and back over the next two parts. That's right two parts this is part one there will be part two next week (laughs) i know we're all excited for that we can't cram all the horribleness in one we have to break it into two i had to i tried really hard but it just there was too much information that was necessary so even though this isn't necessarily a heavy hitter like this isn't a big have you heard of mary bell lisa the name sounds familiar but Mm, all i can think of is like the bell witch but i i'm pretty sure this is not the same True. She might have been a witch, but not the one you're thinking of. <laughs> and I don't think her name was Mary. I can't remember what her name was, but this yeah, sounds new. This is new to me. There was a bell witch, wasn't there? What was it? Anyway, it might have been Mary, but it's not this Mary. But anyway, we'll do the bell witch another time. That's an mm-hmm. interesting case. Right. So in the summer of 1968, in the city of Newcastle upon Tyne, remember Tyne is the river, Newcastle's the city. Yarp. In the UK. Yarp perfect because this is the uk and that was from a uk movie (laughs) it was hot fuzz yeah hot fuzz for anybody who hasn't seen it yet go watch it it's great yarp yarp narp (laughs) narp (laughs) sorry we had to i'm sorry had to had to so uh mary who lived in Newcastle upon Tyne in 1968. She was 11 years old at this time. So I thought you guys should know that. She's a kid. And she strangled two little boys in that (gasps) summer. Oh, no. Her case shook the country, as you can imagine, and became the benchmark for both criminal reformation as well as identity protection. Okay. And what year did you say this was? 1968 is when she committed the murders. Okay. Keep that in mind. I want you guys to remember this and to think about this throughout the next two episodes, particularly Particularly you, particularly Larry. Particularly Lisa. Particularly Lisa. Lisa's got the job of keeping this in mind because I want to know how you feel about Mary Bell and her 
incarceration, etc. versus some of the other children we've talked about who were turned murderers. Right. We've done a couple kid murders. So we have, we mm-hmm. have, and they're very controversial and this one will be as well. Mm-hmm. So I do want to know, Lisa, what you think about it versus like our Victoria Dalton or Cameron, who was a child killer. Yeah. Cameron Coacher. Coacher, that guy. Coker, whatever. (laughs) All right, let's get to it. So, Mary the baby. Mary grew up in Newcastle upon Tyne. She lived on White House Road with her parents, Betty and Billy Bell. Really? Alliteration? Yes, exactly. (laughs) Extremely alliterated names, yes. (laughs) Alliteration alert. Nice. And sure, Betty and Billy Bell sound like a cute leave-it-to-beaver type couple with those alliterative names, but that they ain't. They are not cute couple. We'll see that right now. But also, I wanted to let you guys know, for anybody who lives in the UK, the part of town that Mary grew up in was called Scotswood. As co- you know, if anybody lives over there, they'll know what that is. I barely do because I tried to research it. <laughs> so, anyway. <laughs> so back to Betty and Billy Bell. Betty was a sex worker who brought her work home sometimes. Sometimes she would travel to go work in. So she traveled for work and she brought her work home. Sometimes, yes. I don't know if it was per client and to see what they want. But yes, sometimes she did work from home. Sometimes she would travel and leave Mary with Billy. But she did specialize. Betty Bell specialized as a dominatrix. Oh, shit. Yeah, she, (laughs) she meant business. She meant business. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> yes. Interesting. Yeah, pretty interesting. And honestly, I don't have any problems with a sex worker who does dominatrix work. Doesn't bother me whatsoever. Where We'll see later why Betty Bell... We're going to hate Betty Bell later and it has nothing... You know, it's, it's not about her being a sex worker. Probably more to do with being a bad mom, right? Yes, exactly. I agree with that. Yes. <laughs> okay. We'll see later. But Billy, who is a stepfather to Mary, oh. made his living. Yeah. Yeah. He He's actually not too much in this story. Basically, I'm just going to talk about him a little bit right now. Billy Bell okay. was a criminal. He was a thief. Later on, he would be arrested for armed robbery. Hmm. Um, but yeah, he was barely in Mary's life. We don't talk to him much after this. So it sounds like he brought his work home with him, too, and traveled a little bit. Yeah, yeah, same same deal. Yep, the okay. Bells. <laughs> Professional criminals. Now, Betty got pregnant with Mary at the age of 17, father unknown, and she made damn sure to treat Mary like she was unwanted. Aww. Yes, yes. According to Betty's family, she almost killed Mary several times while Mary was still a baby. What'd she do? Quote, unquote, accidents. Mm. One of the times was an overdose of sleeping pills. Okay, no baby needs sleeping pills, okay? Let's start there. Mm, I don't care. If they can't sleep, the, the answer is not sleeping pills. No. But Betty claimed it was accidental. Mary must have found her bottle of sleeping pills and thought they were candy and snuck some and got sick. Oh. That's what Betty claims. But later, after the near-death incident... Because Mary survived. Uh, Later, a witness saw Betty handing Mary little pills and telling her it was candy. I would think after she ate one, she'd be like, this is not candy. (laughs) This tastes gross. Yeah, Yeah, they are not tasty. (laughs) (laughs) So Betty uh, has already lied and tried to kill her baby once. 
there was another incident when Mary accidentally fell out of a window. Uh, come again? Yes. A baby accidentally falls out of a window. That sounds more like a purposeful thing. Sounds like Michael Jackson had hold of her. Michael Jackson. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yes, that Michael Jackson holding a baby over the balcony. That's how I felt when I was reading this about Betty. I don't know for sure because they don't have record of it. But if Mary was an infant and got a head injury, because I imagine you fall out of a window, you might have some sort of head injury. It could have affected her the rest of her life. Absolutely. Might have led to some of this violence later on. Um, But there are plenty of reasons why she's going to lead to violence. We're going to get into it. So maybe possibly a little Munchausen by proxy, because Betty kept taking Mary to the edge of getting really sick and dying, and then, you know, being like, oh, look at me, I have a sick baby. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Right, right. So, and later on, throughout the story we'll see a little bit more of Betty just trying to get attention using her daughter to get attention gotcha at one point when Mary was still a little kid Betty dropped her off with a woman who was standing outside of an abortion clinic and then left it's a little late Betty yes it is it's a little late by now (laughs) that's That's not how that works FYI (laughs) right Not to laugh at abortions, but this bitch dumb. She's an awful mother. She should have never had kids. I mean, I don't want kids. That's why I haven't had any. She shouldn't have had kids. Or she should... Anyway, what should have happened is when she dropped off Mary with this woman who I believe worked for the state, worked for the government, the family should have just left it there. But Betty's family went and got Mary and took her back to Betty. I feel like I've seen that a time or two where the parents of... um, a young mother forced them to more or less be responsible for their their own child. Yes, they still feel like it's like maybe because she's the mother. I don't know. They feel like, oh, you should be raising that girl. It's like, if that's a bad mom, let somebody else raise the baby. Oh, yeah. And it kind of happened with Charles Manson. He got, his mom was awful and passed him around and didn't want him. And there were several times that she dropped him off with random people and her family would go pick him up and take him back to his bad mom. Mm -hmm. And it's like, just if, if if your daughter doesn't want her kid, get the kid to somebody who does want it. Get the kid out of the the bad mom's hands if it's going down that route. Absolutely. So the family members, the ones that went and got Mary and gave her back to Betty, offered to raise Mary, but they didn't offer like strong, they didn't just go in and take Mary, which is what they probably should have done. Mm -hmm. And Betty refused. Betty was like, no, 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 I've got this. Do you? Because I'm pretty sure you left him at an abortion clinic. Right. Do you even know what you're doing, Betty? Clearly, no. No. <laughs> but now, uh, everything I've just mentioned, that's that's the stuff that we that people saw from the outside looking in. That's not a good start. No, that is not a good start. No, it's going to get worse. But it'll get worse next episode when we talk about what Mary had to say about okay. how Betty raised her. Spoiler. Yeah, next week. Next week. So anyway, now we move on to Mary Bell the tween. On May 26, 1968, Mary turned 11 years old. Now, by this time, she was already established as the neighborhood bully. Oh, no. Everybody, yeah, all the other kids in the neighborhood knew not to piss her off or disagree with her and basically just to stay away from her because there was no way not to get her wrath yeah she sounds like she's kind of a hothead maybe very much so a hothead her friend she had one real friend and her name was norma norma's last name is also bell but they're not related 
Okay, not like cousins or anything. <laughs> no, no. The documentary, one of the documentaries I watched was very specific to say no relation. Every single time they said the name Norma Bell. It's like, okay, I got it the first time. <laughs> not related. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I, I was paying attention, I promise. <laughs> but it was just, I guess, a popular last name. They weren't related at all. Okay. Norma was 13 at the time, so she was two years older than Mary, but she was not the boss. Mary was the boss. Oh, goodness. Yeah, Mary told Norma what to do. Mm. And together, Norma and Mary wreaked havoc amongst the other kids. Oh, no. They're like the kids from Christmas Story, like walking around. (laughs) Say uncle. Yeah, exactly. They're the bullies. They're the fucking bullies (laughs) of the neighborhood. Say Bill. Say Bill. Yeah. (laughs) The Bell girls. No relation. In the documentary, they interviewed some of the people who are now grown up who grew up with Mary when they were kids. They talk about Mary like she was a fucking psycho. They're saying like, if she gets a funny look in her eye, run away. If she says she's going to come and get you, she will. She will wait. She will. It might be a month from now. It might be two months from now. She will find you and hurt you for whatever it was that you did to her. Oh my God. Psycho. Fucking psycho. Ridiculous. Now, one girl said, no one disagreed with Mary. Because she would always come and find you in an alleyway. This kid's like patrolling alleyways now? What the fuck? <laughs> I know, right? I was about to say, we're her parents, but we know. Working. They're busy. <laughs> yeah, they're, working. They're, they're working parents, yeah. <laughs> so Mary's basically by herself. She's raising herself, kind of. Uh, they said that if she found you in an alleyway and got her hands around your neck... She would try to choke you out. Shit. Brutal. Here's a few examples of some of the incidents going on with Mary in the neighborhood. This is all very close to the incidents that are coming. Now, Mary put out a cigarette on another kid's cheek at school. She's, what, 11? At 11 years old, or maybe even 10 at that time. Man, late 60s, early 70s were rough. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Little kids with fucking cigarettes. Yeah, and... When the teacher asked Mary, did you do that? Mary's like, yeah. She wasn't even embarrassed. She wasn't even afraid of getting in trouble. (laughs) Damn right I did. (laughs) What? Mm -hmm. She was proud. She was proud of it. Mary and Norma once held a girl down in a sandbox, trying to strangle her. And Mary didn't think that the strangling was enough, so she also started pouring sand into the girl's mouth. No. Isn't that disgusting? That's some psycho-ass shit. Oh, my God. Yeah, she was trying to kill her. It's awful. And, it, you know, fucking sand, besides the brutality of the event, sandbox sand is not meant for eating that is disgusting well no page it's not meant for eating it's not it's like it's got cat poo in there it's got bugs it's like i don't want that in my mouth and i don't want you to choke me how about that <laughs> i feel like that's things you might say on the playground with mary bell or during sex ha! <laughs> yes good point <laughs> i don't want that in my mouth i don't want to be choked either <laughs> My two rules, it it applies to many situations. (laughs) Don't want that in my mouth. Don't want to be choked. That's a good laugh. Thank you for helping me to laugh. (laughs) You're welcome. Now, that girl that got sand poured in her mouth said that Mary was so desperate to get the sand down her throat that she would actually stick her fingers inside the girl's mouth to make the sand go down. Oh. Disgusting. 
Mm -hmm. Fucking awful. That girl who that sandbox incident happened to, she went home, she told her parents, she left out the part about the sand in her mouth. I don't know if she was just traumatized and didn't mention it. Mm -hmm. So the parents told the police, again, didn't mention the actual sand down the throat part. And the police ignored the situation. They didn't go talk to Mary. They were just like, it's kind of just kids being kids. Unfortunately, that was the time. True. And I'm not sure. The the documentary kind of made it sound like if the police had known about the sand that they would have acted differently. I'm not so sure that they would have. I don't think so. I, I don't. Yeah. To be honest, like if she said these girls held me down at recess and poured sand in my mouth and were had their hands around my throat, I'm I'd be upset about the hands around the throat, sand in the mouth. I mean, it's still bad, but I'm like, if they just said they held me down and put sand in my mouth, that right. that would be like, okay, I'm going to talk to their parents and the teacher. Yes, that's it. That's all I would think, even today. Yeah. Well, like. It, yeah. It's like it's it's kids being kids. It's awful and it shouldn't happen and maybe more supervision from the teachers or something. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I don't the, I think adding in the sand part, the police would have still thought that's kids being kids. That might have even reduced the whole choking part to oh, they yeah. they were putting, okay, whatever. Oh, you know, kids get in fights, who knows. Just leave them alone, they'll be fine. Mm-hmm. It's not true, but they the police didn't know that at the time. Now, there was some more incidents of one boy, pretty young boy, was found, quote unquote, found by Mary and Norma. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the bad guys found him bleeding. And they brought, you know, it's like, oh, look, we found him. He was bleeding. And then later he said, they pushed me off of the shed. They went to the top of a shed with him, pushed him off. And she was like, oh, look, we found him like this. What? He's just bleeding. Don't you know? Who knows what happened? It's like you guys did it, you fucking kids. I wonder if maybe she got some of that from possibly having her mom hurt her, and then be like, "Oh, I she I it was an accident. I found her, and oops, like maybe playing the hero, like returning him, or I don't know. Just mm-hmm. a thought. You might be right, Lisa. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I honestly don't. You know, I don't have a lot of Mary's own side of the story, but mm-hmm. I think you're right. I think you're right about that, that she kind of absorbed it from her mom. Just speculating. Right, yeah. She at least learned some cruelty from her mom. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's awful. Fuck it. It's going to get worse, obviously, but <clears throat> she didn't get in trouble for most of these things. I think she probably got a slap on the wrist. That's mm-hmm. about it. Now, part of me wonders if she didn't get in trouble... Because everyone in the town, everybody who was talking about her, knew that her mom and her stepdad were criminals. It was kind of like an unspoken secret. And that you can imagine going to the door of the bell house and being like, your child has been doing this in the neighborhood. They're not going to give a shit. No. Or if they do semi give a shit, they're going to beat the shit out of the kid. So Yes. Yeah. And it won't help the situation at all. No. No one's going to go talk to Billy and Betty about this. <laughs> so, right. As I'm assuming why, that's why Mary didn't get as much in trouble as maybe she should have. Yeah, I wouldn't want to talk to her parents either. No. Yeah. And they might not even be home. Who knows how often she's left alone. They could be traveling for work. Yeah. Yeah, traveling. Mm-hmm. Now, most of the incidents that we've talked about happened in a part of the neighborhood nicknamed Rat Alley. Oh, that sounds delightful. Right? Let's go there on vacation. <laughs>
Rat Alley, as you can imagine, was full of rats. And it was also a part of the neighborhood that had derelict buildings in it. And they were condemned. They were going to be torn down. They just hadn't been yet. Rat Alley wasn't official name, of course. It was called that because when people got evicted from these buildings, rats moved in. Okay. It was a dangerous place because the old buildings were basically falling apart on their own. And children were told, don't go play there. But where do you think they went and played every day? In the buildings around Rat Alley. Ding, ding, ding. Lisa got some points. <laughs> got the cigar. <laughs> but that's kids for you. You know, you tell them don't go to that place. That's where they're going to want to go. Oh, yeah. Especially if there's like no adults or and it's basically their playground, even though it's not really a safe playground. It's, like it's a, not. It's like a playground from the 50s. So that's about right. That's about right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Lead paint, don't lick it. They're probably going to lick it. Who knows? <laughs> but, <laughs> but Mary loved it. And she seemed to just know intrinsically that this was the way to go if you wanted to do something secretly. Like there's nobody watching, no authority in the area. No parents are going there to watch their kids. This is where to go if you want to beat up other kids. Perfect. Rat Alley mm -hmm. sounds like the perfect place for a good beating. Mary's favorite place. So now we move on to Mary the murderer. May 25th, 1968. This is the day before her 11th birthday. Wow. So she's 10. She's 10 years old today at that time. Mary was in Rat Alley once again and found herself a new target to torment. His name was Martin Brown, and he was four years old. Oh my god, no! Too young. Way too young. Like, Jesus Christ, why? It's a different time period, and this was a working class area, so they didn't exactly have nannies. But still, four years old should be watched after. I agree with you. And we know that now, maybe back then, not so much. I can't really speak to it. Even then, I would think, I mean, it's not like it's 100 years ago. I mean, oh, God, mm -mm. it's close. But <laughs> not, <laughs> mm -mm. you know. It wasn't that long ago. It sh they sh I don't know, man. Uh, even when my, little my brothers and sisters were kids at four, four and five years old they were allowed to go outside but that was in rural utah it's a little bit different they probably should still shouldn't have been outside but that's that's what happened <laughs> so martin brown four years old we don't know a lot about this situation but we do know that two boys found him they were playing in a derelict house on rat alley and they went upstairs and stumbled across martin brown's body the boys ran outside they grabbed some construction workers who were nearby. Those construction workers came running. They actually remembered that Martin Brown had been around earlier the same day, mm -hmm. and they'd given him some biscuits. Aww. Yes. Heart-wrenching. Was he just alone, like, wandering by a construction site, and they're like, here, have some... Well, I know it sounds a little weird, but it sounds like they didn't do anything to hurt him. No, yeah, they, they were just working and they probably had some biscuits for lunch or tea or something and handed them over like, hey, little kid, you want some biscuits? Yeah, yeah, innocent situation. And Martin was wandering around by himself as far as I know. But the police arrived later. They blocked off the building, which they, as, like, once they blocked off the building, guess who showed up? Uh, I'm, I'm guessing Mary Bell. 
Yes, you're right about that. Mary Bell showed up with her buddy Norma. Norma Bell. No relation. And they both wanted to go upstairs really bad, but of course they can't because the building's blocked off. Mm -hmm. Why would they want to go upstairs? Great question. Nobody asked. (laughs) Upon investigation, the police couldn't find any signs of violence or foul play. One thing they found in the room where Martin's body was found was a bottle of aspirin kind of close to his body. Oh, no. They thought maybe he had gone up there by himself. Maybe he swallowed some of this aspirin and overdosed on it. But that was quickly disproven. One thing, you can't really overdose on aspirin. Don't even try. This might get a little morbid. You might want to cut this later. But my mom told me that if people try to overdose on aspirin or Tylenol, they basically just fuck up their kidneys and liver for life. You can't really die from it unless you, you know, <laughs> your kidneys shut down. Oh, okay. So it's not going to happen quick. It's not like sleeping pills, overdosing on sleeping pills. But um, <clears throat> it was quickly disproven when they did a post-mortem autopsy. You know, that definitely wasn't what killed him. So they did not release that information to the public that there was a bottle of aspirin nearby. Okay, it just didn't play into what happened. Right. Yeah, they, they figured out pretty quickly it was not the aspirin. And it was officially chalked up as an accidental death because they had no way of knowing what actually happened. Like, they, there was nothing on the body to tell them how he died. No bruising, no bleeding, no nothing like that? Correct. Even the postmortem, they couldn't really find any marks or anything. Mm-hmm. One paper of the area reported that the quote-unquote rat alley boy, which is not a very nice name for a little boy, no, had died of fright, question mark? That's a stupid assumption, you know, I think, but... I think that's pretty stupid, too, yeah. That's pretty stupid, yeah. They said, excuse me, they said he went upstairs and was too scared to go back downstairs, so he just died. He just laid down and died. That's what the papers thought happened. Uh, no. I don't think that's possible. Maybe, but I don't think so. His mother, June, was upset. That her son was portrayed in the media as a rat alley boy, as if he had nothing else going for him. He was rat alley boy. Oh, yeah. As if he, like, lived there or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's all they called him. They didn't even use his name. So that's pretty shitty. The families in the neighborhood believed Martin died due to the dangerous conditions in rat alley and marched in protest to get it fixed. And who was in front of this march holding a sign all of her own? Oh, no. Mary Bell. Mary Bell! (laughs) She's everywhere. Was she joined by Norma Bell? No relation? (laughs) Possibly. I don't know for certain. (laughs) But yeah, maybe. Might as well. They were joined at the hip. Everybody said if Mary walks off a bridge, Norma's right behind. So I'm certain she was there. So Mary Bell marched along with everyone else. She was holding up a big old sign as if she didn't know what happened to Martin Brown either. That's messed up. And meanwhile, now that Martin's body was found... Mary started acting very strangely, more strangely than usual. (laughs) She and Norma went to June's house, and June is Martin Brown's mother. Okay. They went to June's house, they knocked on the door, and they said, can we see Martin? Now, this is a small, even though it's a big city, this is a small community. They all know each other. Right. So June knows Mary and Norma, and also knows that they know that Martin's dead. So she's like, uh, no, you can't see him. He's dead. Mm-hmm. Like, as if she's unsure why they're even asking and <laughs> very confused about it. Well, Mary looks at June and says, oh, I know he's dead. I wanted to see him in his coffin. Ooh, morbid. Yeah, definitely morbid. Fucking wow. 
<laughs> saying that to the kid's mom. That's ballsy. That's kind of, well, that's just messed up. That's all I can say. June rightly slammed the door in their faces. I'd be upset. I'd be very upset. Mm -hmm. She was. She was very upset. When I saw her in an interview, she was describing the incident. And she said when she shut the door on them, she started, she just broke down. She like started crying. She had to get mm -hmm. down on the floor. It was awful. Very painful. I'm sure that's what Mary was going for, the yeah. little bitch. Meanwhile, at school, Mary gets artsy and draws a little picture in her school journal. Uh, butterflies and ponies? Sure. No. I mean, maybe in the rest of the journal, but this particular picture... Well, anyway, this the journal that she drew in... I don't know if you had this in your school. I only had this in my school when I lived in Qatar for two years. It was a journal where... It's basically the teacher is like, okay, everybody, just be quiet for the next 20 minutes. <laughs> teacher needs some alone time, kind of <laughs> seems like. Needs a cigarette. Just, yeah, yeah. Just work on your journals, basically. Like, mm -hmm. do whatever you want on one page of your journal, and then the teacher will eventually look at these things for some sort of, like, you know grade mm -hmm. like participation grade kind yeah. of thing but that's what it seems like because it's not one of those things that you hand in at the end of the day and they look at it the teacher didn't see this particular drawing okay not for a little bit anyway so the teacher said okay everybody just bring out your journals you know write yourself a little journal entry and then we'll move on with the lesson afterwards mm -hmm. after martin's body was found it was only like two or three days after martin's body was found mary drew a picture of him lying down near a big wall. She also drew a picture of a man. I think it was either a policeman or a construction worker who was walking towards the little boy. Okay. Next to the little boy's body, she drew a bottle, a very small bottle, and labeled it tablets. Oh, okay. So she might be letting on more than they know she knows? Yes, exactly. If that makes any sense? <laughs> no, you're absolutely right, because the police never released the information about the aspirin bottle. Now, he was he found upstairs? Mm-hmm. And they wanted yep. to go upstairs. And they wanted to go upstairs, and the police wouldn't let them, and they were very adamant, like, let us upstairs. Mm -hmm. So the teacher didn't see this drawing for a little while, because in the journal, they don't... They, it's like, once a month, maybe they'll look through the journal. Sure. Above the picture that she drew of Martin's body, she wrote a little story. Okay. <laughs> it's was, it was very short. I mean, it's a little kid writing, but it said, like... Basically, Martin laid down and died. She said a little boy laid down and died. Okay, well, it's obvious who it is. Yes, <laughs> yes. Nobody saw this drawing yet. So okay. at this time, nobody knows. But it doesn't stop there. Mary's behavior is continuing to be weird after this. Mm -hmm. There was a break-in at a local nursery. Nursery, like babies or nursery like flowers? I believe it's like a babies, like a daycare oh, kind okay. of thing. A daycare nursery, gotcha. I think so. Now, when police investigated the break-in, they found four letters, four handwritten notes. They're very disturbing notes. Okay. They could tell looking at the handwriting that kids had written these notes. There's poor spelling, you know, it's you know big letters like the little kids writing it and they could also tell by the handwriting that there was two people writing these notes okay so different writing on each note two different you said four mm -hmm. letters right four letters mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. two and two maybe it looked to them like one person 
quote unquote per- one kid had written something and then underneath it another kid wrote something okay on the same paper and then back to the first kid yes okay and here i'm gonna read a few of the things that the notes said mm-hmm. keep in mind we don't know this for sure yet throughout the story but i'm gonna tell you this is mary and norma writing these notes that's kind of what i suspected yeah (laughs) yeah so it's the two different people it's mary and norma also they have really bad spelling so you can just imagine how these words are spelled i'll tell you a few of them afterwards and these words are mary and norma's not mine okay so nobody isolate this audio in a second here (laughs) so okay here's what the note said we did murder martin brown fuck off you bastard was underneath that okay there's another note that said i murder so that i may come back kind of spooky it's a little dark yeah very dark i mean very dark not a little a lot (laughs) a lot dark true there's some more look out because there are murderers about okay a little poetry i understand and then the letter that this was a kind of like a sign off on one of the letters it said by fanny and old faggot you screws that's what it said what does that even mean I don't know. I don't know. They gave each other little nicknames. One was Fanny. One was Old Faggot. I don't like that word, but that's the the, the names they chose. And then it said, you screws. You screws. So. Hey. <laughs> it's like, I don't know who they thought they were talking to, but <laughs> saying, who talks like off, that anyway? You screws. I don't know. Little kids in 1960s England. I don't know. <laughs> but it's certain words were misspelled. Like I said, fuck off. Off was spelled O-F. Oh, they meant fuck off. Fuck off, you bastards. Fuck off, you bastards. <laughs> and then Martin Brown. Martin was spelled M-A-R-T-A-I-N. Martin. 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 All kind. Yeah, so there's all kinds of misspellings and things. They could tell this was little kids writing it, but they thought it was a prank. Yeah, maybe, but not. It wasn't a prank. I mean, you know, it was a little bit of a prank, but they they were basically confessing to what they had done to martin brown but that at that time the police read this they still thought martin brown's death was an accident they thought these little kids were just being little shits yeah pranking you know breaking into places and they were like well obviously they didn't kill martin brown because he died as an accident so yeah they didn't even take it seriously and that's where part one ends on those awful notes wait that's where it ends page that's where part one ends <laughs> yep <laughs> I, i'm ready for someone to get caught please i know right that will come part two mary bell definitely gets caught okay her weird behavior does not her weird behavior is too weird for everyone to ignore forever does not go unnoticed got it ah okay that's yes. where we're leaving it i have to wait a week to hear the rest you have to wait a week you have to wait a week there will be one more victim Mm. and then we're going to talk about mary's arrest and prison time okay sounds like next week is going to be ultra rough this week was already a little rough with uh with poor martin brown being murdered it is we know it's murder we know it's murder they didn't know that yet Mm -hmm. (laughs) they will find out that it's murder Mm -hmm. but um yeah prepare yourself guys next week's gonna be even worse because we get more details on how she did it. So there's there's the end of part one of Bloody Mary Bell. Of the Tyneside Strangler variety. The Tyneside Strangler. That's right. That's part one. 
right. done and done. Lisa, keep in mind, this is the story. This is what's going to happen. It's going to keep going. Keep in mind all of this. And next week, I do want to hear what you have to think about her. Oh, I already have thoughts, but I will save them for next week. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, I'd love to hear what you think so far based on some of the other child murderers we've found. No, I, I want to hear, hear the whole story before I pass judgment. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's fair. That's very fair. Mm-hmm. I understand. There is much more to come and more things to change your opinions. So, okay. Well, that's our episode, guys. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you want to see what Near Death Dolls is up to, follow us on Instagram at Near Death Dolls Podcast. Tweet us on the Twitter at Near Death Dolls. And we're on Tumblr at neardeathdolls.tumblr.com. And if you want to help a doll out, subscribe and leave us a review. That's right. And we're still looking for more spooky stories for our next listener episode. So if you have those, email them to us at neardeathdolls at gmail.com with Dear Dollies in the subject line. And be sure to tell us your preferred name and anything you want us to shout out because we will. And as usual, thank you for all your support. Keep being wonderful, fabulous, delicious dollies. And until next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Keep an eye on your kids, okay? Don't let your four-year-olds play in a derelict building. Don't let your 21-year-old play in a derelict building, okay? Keep an eye on your kids. Age doesn't matter. Good, good point. Good point. Just stay away from derelict buildings also. And this Mary Bell creature. Jesus. <laughs> Yikes. A special thanks to Sam Hears for our art and music. If you'd like to see more from him, check out the links in our show notes.